Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, I'm so excited to say we have Brian Murray, partner and COO at Craft Ventures and the co-founder of Cabal. Admittedly, he's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, but I'm not going to ask him that much about it. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Ahoy. Thanks for having me, Alexis. (laughs) Ahoy, ahoy. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Hell yeah, you heard that right. It's a summer Bets blockbuster, baby. The return of Bets Recruiting. Two bets, two furious. Tagline, this time all bets are on. I'm so happy to have Bets Recruiting back as a sponsor of Non-Technical. Not only is Bets Recruiting the only recruiting firm by recruiters for recruiters, but they've been trusted for more than a decade to build out sales, marketing, and customer success teams. More than a decade. Name one company that's been around for more than a decade. That's right, it's Bets Recruiting. In that time, Bets has partnered with thousands of tech companies, helped build 30 plus unicorns, and supported tens of thousands of people along their career trajectory. If you're hiring go-to-market talent or you are go-to-market talent, check out betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. I bet you won't be disappointed. Bets, you can have that catchphrase if you want. That one's on the house. Brian, aka Beamer, leads the investment team at Craft Ventures. (laughs) (laughs) Can't say it without laughing. (laughs) I tried so hard. I'm gonna I don't drive a beamer, everyone. I do not drive a beamer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that this is in your bio. Okay, I'm gonna start over. I didn't put it there, okay? (laughs) Oh my god, it's so good. Brian, a.k.a. Beamer, leads the investment team at Craft Ventures. Since helping start the firm in 2017, Brian has built the infrastructure that powers the firm's investment process and hired a talented team to expand Craft's growing portfolio. Prior to joining Craft, Brian held leadership roles at a number of B2B SaaS startups like Yammer and Zenefits. Brian is also the co-founder of Cabal, a tool that helps founders get more out of their investors and advisors by providing a private workspace for founders to send asks and updates, track contributions, and get warm intros to prospects and candidates. Beamer, welcome to Non-Technical. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Okay, so let's just dive right in and talk about this nickname that does, in fact, appear in the first line of your professional bio. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's true. I did not put it in there. Someone else thought it was a good idea. You've told me previously that lots of people close to you call you Beamer. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. But it's one of those things. I mean, first of all, to state the obvious, it comes from my first initial and my last name, Beamer. Yeah. Yeah. But every time I try to explain that, it sounds a combination of like silly and pretentious and embarrassing. (laughs) But it's a nickname that has followed me everywhere. So it is what it is. Yeah. It has an indelible quality to it because it's really fun to say. Yeah. Beamer. It's also it has like a friendly kind of a tone to it. It's a wonderful nickname. You know, Why do you say it has a friendly tone? I have an idea for that, but I'm curious what makes you say that. Well, I have two schools of thought on this, actually. So I think that the word itself, like it sounds friendly. There's like a really bright E sound in it. It's two syllables and it's fun to say Beamer. Mm -hmm. But I will also say that if I was directing a film in perhaps the late 1980s that took place at a high school and there was a football star who was maybe also kind of a bully, Mm -hmm. I would name him Beamer. Who drove a Beamer? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's right. Yeah, I do. I think about words a lot and sounds. And I think the B and like the way the mer goes up, it's kind of like happy. And then there's yeah. sounds that are like sad, like K's are kind of sad or like mm. hard consonants. Actually, K's are technically a funny sound. Did you know that? In comedy, no words idea. with K's, like the K sound, if you can sub something out for that, it can often get a bigger laugh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. That's another one of these things that I was the last to know. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you here, and I'm very excited about it. I, I, this is the first I've heard your nickname. So if you think that I'm not calling you Beamer for the rest of our friendship, then <laughs> you've got another thing coming. Uh, it's happened to me enough. I'll take it. Good, good. I'm glad. Okay, so super happy to have you. The first question that I have for you is, how did you spend your last day off? My last day off? Um, mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Like vacation? Up to you. What do you think it means? Okay, here's my perfect day off. And this is when I have days off. I play soccer in the morning. Best way to start <gasps> the day. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yes. And then I go on a walk with my daughters and my wife. I've got four oh my girls. God. You have four girls under the age of six. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. A lot of ladies in my life. Beamer. That is wow. Yeah. You've got a pretty big brood. <laughs> They're super cute too. So I love spending time with them. They're kind of crazy, but you know, it is what it is. So <laughs> soccer, <laughs> soccer, hanging out with the daughters and then spending a lot of time outside. I've got this yeah. like garden situation in my backyard that I love tinkering with and then grilling. I love grilling. Love a good steak. So yeah, that's like the perfect day off. That is a perfect day off. Wow. Who do you play soccer with? I live right near this high school. And on the weekends in the morning, there's just pickup soccer, both Saturday that's and so Sunday. Fun. Oh, it's awesome. So I just roll right out of bed, head down there, play some soccer, then go get a coffee with my wife and the kids and go on with my merry day. Wait, that really is a wonderful day. What? How did you get into soccer? Was it something you played in school? Yeah, I played ever since I was a kid high school and college, and then just kept up with it as much as I can. Those things are important. I feel like now, this mm -hmm. point in my life, it's as much mental as it is physical. I'm sure. It's like a total mental like brain scrub to go out there. And... That's great. Wow. How nice that you live near that high school. That's really cool. Who are the other people that show up to that? Is it a lot of dads? Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm picturing a lot of dads. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very wide-ranging skill group. So you've got some like pretty old people. <laughs> yeah. Which is very inspiring to me because like, at least I could play for another 30, 40 years, something like that. Yeah, that must be nice to know. Yeah. And then there's a there's enough young, you know, people who still got it that it ends up being <laughs> a, a good game. That's great. What's something that you're really good at that it would surprise most people to learn about you? Now that we've gone over this whole Beamer thing, I feel like this may be less surprising. Um, hmm. Pretty good dancer. I gotta say. Whoa, wait. Pretty I'm, good dancer. I didn't say, okay, I have a lot of questions. That is not what I thought you were going to say at all. Tell me more what this means. Pretty... Good dancer how? Like choreographed <laughs> or like you're just, a, you crush at weddings? Uh, the latter. Definitely the latter. Mm -hmm. um, not, no training ever this is not something like I did, but I just, I think I, around my late teens, you know, you find yourself in some sort of like dance or party or whatever. And uh, I was like, sure. Yeah, pretty, pretty good at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's amazing. So, Do you so yeah. it was in your teens that you discovered your affinity for, for the dance. 
Yeah, I guess. You know, even saying this sounds so ridiculous, but um, I, love I do it. love it. I, I mean, it's so fun. I don't think it sounds ridiculous. It's so, so fun. I love dancing. Yeah, yeah. Is there a particular type of dance you're most drawn to? Not really. Just like high energy, fun music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not talking about the waltz over here. This is more like, no. you know, your classic. Yeah, like a, a wedding is a perfect example. I love that. 100%. So fun. I don't know that I've ever done a waltz. I'm aware of it. I know it's out there. I don't think I've ever done a waltz. I think I think I've done a waltz, but yeah, um, almost certain I didn't actually do a waltz. Okay, so speaking of music, is there a song that whenever you hear it takes you back in time? Yes, definitely. I hope this resonates with you. The song is called <laughs> Friday. The artist okay. Rebecca Black. <laughs> Rebecca Black. Yes, of course. Do you know this song? Of course, I know this song. Who doesn't know this song? Great song. It's interesting how music can kind of transport you, but. When that song came out, I was working at Yammer and we had like a, I had a great crew of friends at Yammer. In fact, the co-founder of Cabal is um, a guy I worked with at Yammer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We worked together way back, way back when. But yeah, when Friday came (laughs) came out, we would just be, you know, at our desks on Friday blasting Rebecca Black. um, (laughs) And that lasted for a good like two or three months every single Friday. We'd just go nuts with that song. So brings me back to some good times. Good times playing Friday uh, at Yammer. Fridays at Yammer. Yeah. That's honestly, I think that's a great song. And I, I I find that it makes a comeback every few years. Yes, but only that song. I think she tried doing other songs and they were all like horrible failures. Well, I think it depends how you define failure. The thing about that song that actually was notable was the music video for the song. Like the song itself is obviously... You know, it's it's different, but the music video is like there's a lot going on where you're like, why is this happening? She did, though, I think, pivot into a successful music career later. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. She's like 30. or She's close to my age, I think. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't disparage Rebecca Black. She gave me so much joy in the. Uh... I was just going to say, yeah, I think props to Rebecca Black. She gave a lot of people a lot of joy. That's for sure, because similarly, we would play that song when I was a, a tour guide in college. We would play that song on Fridays in the office. Yeah, yeah. the early 2010s for me were vastly improved thanks to Rebecca Black. So I owe her a debt of gratitude. And I will now closely examine her discography. Yes, that's as you should, as yes. you should. Okay, so tell me this. If you could choose one social nicety to do away with forever, what would it be? I hate uncomfortable clothes. I hate wearing them and I hate being, Mm. I hate seeing people feeling like they need to wear them. Oh, those are two different things. Let's talk about you not liking to wear them. Is it just the physical discomfort you don't like or is it what they represent? Like the man? Uh, Both. I feel like it's, it's like the physical discomfort you're putting up with because of the latter, because of like, you know, some Mm. societal norm. I don't even know if this counts as a societal nicety, but... Certainly, that's something I feel like, you know, why are we doing this? Why are people yeah. subjecting themselves to this? Totally. Is there a particular article of clothing that you think is quite uncomfortable? For example, like a tie. Yeah, well, literally a tie is like you're strangling yourself. So I now, For granted, sure. I think a tie could look pretty good. So I, I see sort mm-hmm. of the trade-off there. The one that gets me are like the leather shoes. And um, now I can't, I don't want to get canceled for this next comment, but like the leather shoe and the high heel, it's like, is anybody really that comfortable in these things? No. Maybe they are, maybe, but 
based on my experience with these leather shoes, never comfortable. Totally. But they do look good. Okay. So I totally agree with you on the, at least the high heel point. Like I would prefer to never wear a high heel ever again for the rest of my days. It, it, it They hurt. They literally hurt. Maybe they don't hurt some people. They absolutely hurt me. I'm 5'7", so I feel like we're good. We're fine. We don't mm-hmm. need to add. Don't need to take away. Just straight down the middle. <laughs> I don't want need to augment this in any way. And so the heel is always just like, oh, God, do I have to? Now, I've heard people say they like high heels. Do you think they're kind of like lying to themselves or do they actually? No, I like how they look. Well, I, I mean, like how it pulls an outfit together. The feel of it them. changes the way you stand and it changes how you feel for sure. I Some people might like it. Some people might not. I remember taking an acting some sort of intensive at the Stella Adler School. And if you were playing a character, even just working on a scene from a character from, let's say, 1930s or really anything, you know, late 1800s, 1900s, whatever, you would have to be doing even your rehearsals in character shoes, which have a small heel. Mm -hmm. And the logic to that was there is no universe where your character would ever not be in a heel. And so it doesn't make sense to rehearse and be in your body with flats or sneakers because you your character simply would never stand that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in public. Yeah, I guess the uh, the nuance of my commentary here is if people are comfortable in them, mm-hmm. more power to them. But for anybody yes. who feels like they need to wear these for some reason and they are uncomfortable, yeah. that's the norm that I really wish would just I'm with you. Evaporate. I I don't okay, but all right, go with me on this. I I think a suit with the right shoe, it really elevates the whole look. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I, I just don't think I don't think it's ever going to look as good with a cheeky pair of white sneakers. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the NBA, especially uh, TNT. You ever watch TNT, like the NBA playoffs? No. Okay, Beamer, well, come let, on. let me fill you I... in. Okay, so <laughs> we're in the playoffs right now. The Warriors are in the playoff Western Conference Finals. The best broadcast is on TNT, and there's this, um, the commentator, there's like the in-game commentators and there's the halftime commentators, like Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny the Jet, and um, forgetting the last, the main guy's name. But they all wear suits, and then they get up occasionally, and they're all wearing just white sneakers with their suits, and it looks ridiculous. But somehow, those guys have made it work. So that's well, inspiration for I me. think that there's safety in numbers, like they're all doing it. So I think that's part of it. And then also, I think that it's like a very specific situation. It's not like you're out with 200 people and you're the only four dudes wearing sneakers. That's true. That's true. But you know. there's got to be like a more comfortable leather shoe. Maybe there is. I'm just not aware of it. The pandemic must have been good for you then wardrobe wise, because oh, yeah. this basically all went away for years. It's been great. I'm wearing some uh, <laughs> some Lulu joggers right now as we speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some... I'm opting for an outdoor voices situation, but still, same vibe. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of nice. Although, you know, the down the other side of the coin is that you start in your days in your you know room and uh, yeah. in sort of like loungewear. Yes. It feels a little bit like, did you really do anything? I literally sometimes change from what I consider like at home lounge pants to just pants that feel less indoors Mm -hmm. just for that. (laughs) I'll just change just so that it's like I'm going to work, even though I'm going to my desk. Maybe I need to like put on some slacks and some leather shoes right after this podcast and just feel like I'm doing something with my life. That's right. It's the new power pose. 
you know, <laughs> instead of doing a power pose, just stand in some really uncomfortable shoes for 10 minutes before a big meeting. Uh, <laughs> if you weren't doing what you do now professionally, what would you be doing? Working outside in some capacity, ideally with, really? with nature. Yeah. Um, oh. I always thought working in the forestry would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Doing what? I spent a lot of my childhood in the, the Sierra Nevadas, you know, up Oh, really? Like Tahoe-ish area. Uh, we'd camp a lot or go up there for whatever reason, ski, snowboard. And Are you from that area? I'm from the Bay Area. So it was like a three-hour oh. drive. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, I would occasion upon some fellows um, who were in the forestry biz. <laughs> this and... sounds like the beginning of a poem, like an <laughs> epic poem or something. I would occasion upon some fellas. <laughs> they seemed a little bit like a um, time capsule, honestly. Really? They were just working with the land. And that's cool. Especially the juxtaposition of like, you know, my job now, which I love. You know, I love technology and, and doing yeah. the things that we do. But I do think that humans should sort of like have a relationship with the uh, outdoors and nature. And um, so that is kind of a, a draw for me. And you have a garden now, you said. You're a backyard? Yeah, I've got this cool setup where I live on the side of it. I live on a hill. Like we live on a flat part and then there's a hill. And so over the years, I've been terracing it. So putting up basically oh. retaining walls and then um, garden beds and rows of fruit trees. It's been a labor of love. A lot of fun. Definitely one of my... That and soccer are like my big hobbies. Okay, let me ask you this. What's your most irrational fear? Not to go like too talk about me being a dad too much, but um, with all these little ladies in my life, I am yeah, very... There's a lot of yes, them. Yes, there's a lot of them. And it matters a lot to me that they are kind people. So one... F and they are really kind. They're really good kids. But one fear I have is that we're going to be at some like party and they're going to say something really rude to someone or something unintentionally. <gasps> of course. And it's never happened. But it is like a... It's kind of a fear of mine. I, maybe because like in some ways they're a reflection of me in other uh, yeah, ways like course. i feel like they're so these sweet little girls mm -hmm. but yeah that's uh <laughs> that's the thing i th i mean that makes total sense because first of all from a from a numbers perspective it's not like there's one opportunity for uh, a crack in the system here. There's four opportunities. Uh -huh. So just the numbers, it's a, you're four times as likely to run into this scenario than somebody with one little kid. So I understand that. And then the other thing is, I think at that age, you would never be like judgmental of the child. You would be like the parents. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying around your yes, kid? Yes, totally. And, you know, you learn a lot about social norms as you grow up and you don't have all that learning when you're a kid. So the chances of you mm -hmm. saying something like, pretty offensive slash kind of hilarious is high. Yes. So never, it's never happened. But Absolutely. In terms of, luckily, knock on wood. Hopefully we keep that up. Knock on, I was going to say, okay, well, please report back. And even if it does happen, I think, you know, maybe it'll just be like a learning moment or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So long as it's not too bad, but um, I will let you Isn't know. Isn't that great advice from someone that doesn't have any kids? <laughs> Do you love getting parenting advice from someone that does not have a child? Actually, yes, because it get, it like reminds me of my perspective pre-kids. And uh, yeah, I do. I do love it. <laughs> I definitely do. Good. Good. I'm here for you anytime you want <laughs> completely unreliable advice from someone that is literally struggling to keep my plants alive. <laughs>
I, as I said, I have an app and everything and it's still a struggle. Okay. How about this? What chapter of your life would make for the most engaging movie, like the most compelling movie plot? I feel like right now, my life is pretty uh, fun, exciting, busy. You know, it's a little bit like there's this, a lot of, a lot of people in my house. My professional life is super busy. Um, we're also in the middle of a move. We're moving, mm-hmm. you know, from from one place to another. So wow. it's just a lot of a oh, lot boy. of chaos. So it'd be a good plot for some some good good natured humor. Absolutely. Okay. So, what role do you think the the move would play in the movie? Like, would the move be kind of the central thing that we keep coming back to to indicate how much time has passed? I think the move would be, it's sort of like on top of everything else and there's a move. So it's maybe it's like the okay. reveal that, you know, if if things weren't already so crazy, now you've got this other thing that's just adding to the craziness and then um, hijinks ensue uh, with, you know, all these. Are you good at moving? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty OCD. So uh, I kind of just okay. like will keep working until things are organized. Yeah. So in that regard, yes, it's not fun, but I think I just... Do you ever hit a wall though with moving? There seems to be that one moment where it's just like, I cannot, I simply cannot go on. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And then a bunch of stuff goes into a box, a random box. It all just gets shoved in there. Does that ever happen to you? Or are you planned enough out in advance to avoid that? No, that definitely happens. But then I'm just like constantly thinking, I'm basically constantly thinking about what's next while I recharge. So it's like, all right, I'm done. Mm. I hit my limit. Now I got to go fill up the battery packs and then hit it again as soon as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I think this movie sounds great. What genre are you thinking? Are you thinking comedy? Yeah, it's like drama, um, dramedy. What is that? Father of the Bride? You know, it's kind of like wholesome, like some family stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But a bunch of crazy (laughs) stuff happens. It feels like that kind of vibe. Is Father of the Bride a movie that Steve Martin is in? Yes. Okay, good. Because somehow when you were describing your movie, I was picturing Steve Martin being in it. Obviously not playing you, <laughs> but I just pictured him being in the movie. Well, there you go. He's he's sort of like a, yeah, got the family vibe and um, sort of yeah. like clumsy, hilarious. I, I get it. I see the relationship. He's amazing. What? Um, who do you think would play you? Um, probably like, I was going to make a joke about Brad Pitt or something. No, I actually think it pro- might be Steve Martin. <laughs> it might, you know, it's like all this chaos. It depends on you make the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could see, I would actually like that. Is it Steve Martin playing me? I'd, I'd take that. That'd be good. I think that would be good. That would be like far in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a celebrity doppelganger that people tell you you look yeah. like? Yeah. Do you have any guesses? Also, I hate this question because I I hate when people ask me this question is what I mean. That's like when people ask me what my nickname is and I have to say Beamer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, I did not ask. It was provided to me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Okay. But I'm thrilled to know it. I'm thrilled to know it. My two, I have two doppelgangers actually. Oh, wait, Uh, I can guess. Is one um, Ewan McGregor? I have gotten that before, but that's not the more Scottish common guy. one. Moulin the mo- Rouge. What's the most, most common one? The most common one is um, Macklemore. Oh, yeah, I could totally see that. Oh, well, he would be I great in this film with Steve Martin. Who? Okay, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to see a movie star? 
Malcolm Macklemore with Steve Martin. <laughs> I bet I bet Macklemore is a pretty good actor. He probably. Uh, is. I got my money on that. He's been yeah. great in his music videos. Totally. The other one is a guy named Kevin De Bruyne. Hmm. Uh, he's a professional soccer player for Manchester City. Oh, cool. And, uh, in the English Premier League. So, are you a, a Manchester fan? Um, well, there are two Manchesters. Yes, Man Manchester U. City and Man U. Yes. Oh, nice. You got good soccer knowledge. <laughs> I do have good soccer knowledge. Well, well done. Thank you. I like it all. I don't really have a favorite team. I love watching EPL though. It's so fun. They've got a really good like fan vibe. They really too. do. They really, really do. I've been to a game. The loyalty and the fun around it and the tradition. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they have like songs. Oh yeah, it's I amazing. love that. Like um the Liverpool one, you'll the and they have like chants. I love it. Mm-hmm. You'll never walk yep. alone, I think was so good. Mm-hmm. Or um Barcelona, theirs is more than a club. Oh, that's great. I love that one. Yeah. These are the things where it makes me wish that I had that passion for sports teams because it looks really fun. It looks cool to be a part mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> Yeah, there's something like highly committed about English Premier League fans yes. to their team. Like it's like their whole life is like they just live and breathe that one team, whether yeah. whether they're doing well right. or Right. Oh yeah, you have to there's no fair weather fans. I don't think we really have that degree of fandom in the US for any I mean some people do of course, but not to the degree in mm. uh, in the UK. You know, I mean, there's a lot of fans who either grew up uh, in the UK or in countries that are not the US who then now in moving here, wake up at like wild times to catch these games. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that also highlights the level of commitment. So there's that. So Soccer Dude or Macklemore co-starring alongside Steve Martin in Mm -hmm. the move or making moves. I'm just throwing titles out there. Great titles. Thank you. Very good. Um, I'm excited about this movie. That's going to be great. What is the most surprised you've ever been? This is going to sound a little cheesy, but I am a sucker for the M. Night Shyamalan films. (gasps) Okay. Wait, I'm so excited. Sixth Sense? Yes. Total shocker. Really? Total shocker. Yeah. What was the guy's name? Hallie Joe Osmond? Hallie Joe Osmond? Yes. That was definitely the most surprised I've been in my life is uh, the ending of that movie. All of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, I get really surprised. Wait, I, first of all, I definitely thought Macaulay Culkin was in The Sixth Sense. (laughs) That's a doppelganger. Those two are doppelgangers. And they were, they were famous little blonde actors at the same time, right? Yeah. How is Halle doing? Because Macaulay Culkin kind of went through some stuff, right? But Macaulay Culkin, something I love about him is that he shows up now in a lot of comedy podcasts and it brightens my day every time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hell mm-hmm. yes. Um, I also am, obs- I, I am such a huge fan of his brother, Kieran Culkin, who of course is on Succession, mm-hmm. which I'm also obsessed with. I have, <gasps> I started getting into that show and then just, I detached. Uh, have you not kind of have like a, um, I kind of have a like a love hate relationship with like really good TV shows because I know (laughs) I know I'm being tricked into like an addiction to the show and then I just have to keep watching it. What are you doing? I'm being I'm being manipulated by some creative story. Yeah, by art. (laughs) Okay, it's not called being manipulated (laughs) if it's by art. (laughs) That's just They're hacking my brain and making me watch Netflix (laughs) or HBO Max or whatever it is. HBO, of course. Wait, Brian, have you not seen all three seasons of Succession? 
No, You're I've so seen lucky. like three episodes of Succession. <gasps> you can, you have so much to experience. I'm very envious. I'm always envious of people who have not seen incredible TV shows. Let it manipulate the, you. Just uh, let it wash yeah. over you. I don't really have a lot of time right That's now, true. but I will try. Maybe post move, post uh, moving on up, or what was the name you had for it? Oh, I like Making moving moves. on up. I I said making moves. Moving on up is a great one. Um, and then the move, which I think has like a more uh, like an independent film kind of a vibe to it. Okay. Do you use emojis? Yeah. How many a day do you think, if you had to estimate? Um, let's say like twenty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Huh. What What's your most used emoji? Do you think? Top three would be um, the moon. <laughs> Because that's like a cabal reference. Oh, because that's the cabal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, why are you just like constantly talking about the moon? Just a big moon guy. Yeah. No, the the cabal logo is pretty cool because it's got like the crescent moon and it's a sea and yes. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that one, I'm a big Bitcoin fan. So on Twitter, I'm often dropping oh, the... right. <laughs> A big Bitcoin fan who has been waiting almost a full hour and it hasn't come up even once that so you're a big I've Bitcoin been, every fan. one of your questions of my mind is just like Bitcoin 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 no I can't <laughs> say that but the Bitcoin emoji is special because you can't just drop that you actually have to do the hashtag Bitcoin and then Twitter will put it in there for you and then of course there's wow. the cringe face and the um smiley face yeah. with the like the perspiration on the forehead I use that one all the time that's that that is up there for my most used I yeah. think it's sort of like I'm happy, but I got a lot going on. <laughs> Maybe that's why I use it so much. That's exactly how I feel. Because <laughs> I don't, I no longer feel like the one that's crying and laughing in an enthusiastic way represents how I feel. That is too just like, <laughs> everything is yeah. great. But the one that is like in a bit of a panic, but recognizes things are fine. I think that one is more my speed these yeah. days. Yeah, we got to just make do. And if it means putting a little raindrop on our forehead then that's what it is <laughs> okay beamer aside from maslow's hierarchy of needs what's something you couldn't go a day without let's see couldn't go a day without um i gotta go back to those little ladies my daughters <gasps> that's so i love cute. those girls yeah of course um every morning we kind of have a routine my wife and i'll have coffee before they uh before they get up that's a good time for qt with Aww. with her um, love spending time with her and then the girls get up and they kind of run out for breakfast and I get my hugs oh. and kisses in and that's definitely something I could not live without that is the sweetest answer I've ever gotten on non-technical easily yeah I don't I don't want to be like that, that. So I feel like I'm milking the whole dad daughter thing but I don't mean to what I'm do just, you mean you know some people are like <laughs> it's just a fact yeah, well yeah exactly I'm trying to remember what I was like pre-kids hearing about people talking about their kids and was like kind of eye rolling mm. and like, who cares? I care. I don't have kids, but I do genuinely care yeah. like well, a lot. I think that's so sweet. Anyone who doesn't think that's sweet, they're wrong. It's what very sweet. Say about but I do get pre it. Pre-kid self. I don't know. Not good. <laughs> well, I do think that there are people who make being either like a dad or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I want to go on the record as this, but I do think that there is a certain type of person who's like a wife guy. <laughs> do you know what a wife guy mm -hmm. is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. Like a big wife guy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about the guy? What does that mean? What? Do you, how would you describe I, it? I 
but like, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I think here, right? can I take a shot at this? <laughs> yes, I would love okay. for you the to. The wife guy is sort of trying to endear himself to his audience because it shows how mm-hmm. like caring he is for his partner. First of all, it's probably true. So that's cool. Like more power to you. I feel that way. I love my wife. I love hanging out with her. But the wife guy is definitely a thing. And I think it's like a tool in in many cases. I agree. I think it's like it's like performative in a way. In a way that I just uh, you just you know, when you see it, big wife guy. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm at risk of being like the girl dad performative thing girl dad. same time so <laughs> anyway don't judge me i don't think so i don't you haven't i've asked questions about it i've solicited it you have not just unprompted been <laughs> been like well here's By the, the way, deal being a girl dad tell you i have four daughters <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's my most used emoji um probably the one of the little girl i have four of them i don't know if i've mentioned it <laughs> it's the little girl emoji four times um i have four daughters four times <laughs> Also, it four is legitimately just so it's many so kids. Hard. Like it is so many kids. So if you could go back to your pre your pre kid self, try to imagine what that feels like right now for me to be like, you have four children. That's insane. Yeah, I know it's crazy. And they're all so little. Yeah. Do you have a name for the whole brood? Like, do you refer to them as anything um, as like a four? No. Um, but the kids have nicknames. So Really? Yeah, we uh, we I think we did pretty well in the names. Is it Deemer, <laughs> Seamer? <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they haven't inherited the Murs yet. Um, but I do call my wife okay, Amer. Her name's Annie, and I call her Amer. <laughs> that's a, that's the truth. That. We definitely I call her Amer. That's very sweet. I like that a lot because it's like it it's a reinterpretation of your nickname. It's like becoming part of the family. It's very totally. sweet. Yeah. Wait, by the way, I for in all the talk of nicknames, I forgot to mention that one of my nicknames amongst some of my close friends is A-Gay for the same oh, reason. Oh, I was wondering if it was A-G or something else, but A-Gay. Both. Mm-hmm. I've got A-G and then I have A-Gay and then I don't have any other, I don't have like any normal nicknames. Nobody calls me Alex. There's two people in my life who've ever referred to me as Lex on like a regular mm. basis. Otherwise, yeah, it's A-Gay or A-G or just like random nicknames that have full on nothing to do with my name at all. Like my best friend of 23, 25 years calls me Lucky. Huh. And she has since we were five or six. That's a cool nickname. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah. I wonder if they could go for an actual first name. Lucky? Lucky? I think here's the deal. Let me clue you in on something that you would need to consider, which is that that is the name of one of the most famous Britney Spears songs of all time. Look, I know a good Britney Spears song, and I don't even remember that one. Lucky? Oh, wait, wait, you know wait. Lucky. Is this like a casino She's theme? so lucky. Yeah. She's a yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But she, no, it's like movie star themed. She's on a red carpet. Is there some scene where she's like swinging from something? I don't know. I'm not up on my Britney Spears music videos. I do remember that song now, now that you've sang it to okay, me. Okay, food for thought. So anyway, I just think that might be hard for a kid's name. We're going to take a super quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Grab your popcorn and put your phones on silent because we're just getting started with our summer Bets blockbuster. The return of Bets Recruiting. Two bets, two furious. Tagline, this time, all bets are on. If your professional life right now was a movie, what kind of character arc would we be working with? Are you struggling to find the one? And by that, I mean the perfect go-to-market hire. 
Do you need to take off your glasses and let your hair down in order for the world to see what your resume really has to offer? Or are you simply in search of adventure, curious about the career paths less traveled? Whatever your movie arc, Bets Recruiting is ready to be your best supporting actor. Or should I say, your Bets supporting actor. I shouldn't, but I did. If you're hiring go-to-market talent or you are go-to-market talent, check out betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with Brian Murray, a.k.a. Beamer, partner and CEO at Craft Ventures and co-founder of Cabal. Brian, we have arrived at such an exciting moment of this episode of Non-Technical. We have made it to the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, first question for you. Coffee or tea? Coffee. How do you take it? Um, depends on how I'm feeling. Right now, I'm taking it black. I feel Ooh. like austerity measures are um, sort of needed. Long story, <laughs> but I'm just going straight black coffee these days. <laughs> I always drink coffee black. I love the sentence, austerity measures. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. Um, do you have a favorite board game? I love Monopoly. Actually, I love a good puzzle. I know that doesn't count, but I'm a big puzzle guy. That counts. Well, I guess it technically doesn't count, but it can count because I also love a puzzle. I love puzzles. And you know what's interesting? Do you do puzzles? Oh, I I was about to- <laughs> do you do puzzles with your four daughters? I was daughters? just going to say something about my daughters, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't say that. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some pretty great puzzles around the holidays. That's like my favorite puzzle time. Oh, that's yeah. nice. The best puzzle I've ever done probably is that I, as a Christmas gift, I got my mom a custom puzzle of her dog in her pool. Ooh. What a hit. That's great. Strong gift recommendation. Very easy to do. Just find a beautiful photo of someone's dog or whoever. Great gift. Mm. Fun for the whole family. Yeah. Have you ever read a book twice? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Now you're going to ask me which one. Um, I am. Well, especially after that, <laughs> that response. Um, yeah. Um, you know which one that was kind of formative was Guns, Germs, and Steel? Although I've heard that a lot of that has it. been like debunked. There's another one called Sapiens that I read twice. Th- these You read Sapiens twice? Yeah. This is why you don't have time to watch Succession. Well, this happened a long time ago. I don't... Yeah, but Sapiens alone, that took, what, six hours off of your life both times? Yeah, at least. I mean, six hours. That's a pretty big book. You must be a speed reader. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it did take a lot of time, but it was chock full of information. It's very interesting to kind of really form was. your like worldview on how things come together. Mm-hmm. So. Um, both of those were fascinating to me. I might give Sapiens another shot. I only read half of it when I read it. I gave up for a kind of an embarrassing reason, actually, which is that I uh, I think I was reading my then boyfriend's copy and then we broke up. <laughs> I was like, I'm not reading this book. You broke up with your <laughs> boyfriend like, and with Sapiens at the same time. And with Sapiens. <laughs> it was like, goodbye, book. Um that's uh, wow. I totally forgot. I guess I should give it another try. That's not the fault of the book at all. It's just the book left my life, sadly. Do you have a pump up song? Um, I like uh, Outcast. Outcast is probably my pump up music. Nice. Yeah. Like Hey Ya? No, there, there's um, what's the like the something with roses? Um, roses. Yeah. Yeah. That one was good. They had some album that came out around. I don't even remember the specific songs, but I know there was a bunch of like really good Mm. songs on this one uh, album. Is it the one that won album of the year? I think they won a Grammy um, 
at some point. I think, uh, were they artists of the year? Hip hop album of the year? It was something like that. Maybe it was that album. Yeah, I remember there was on the album, there was like, it was basically divided in two. There was like a pink version and like a darker version. And um, oh, cool. this is my vague memory of that. Nice. I You don't have a lot of brain space left because of your four daughters. Yeah, did I tell you I have four daughters? <laughs> <laughs> and a wife that okay, I adore. Friends, my, and a wife. <laughs> uh, I, this is my, sadly, my last question for you. What? I hate that. Um, what would you title your memoir? Um, the ladies man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Will you please write a book and call it the ladies man? <laughs> oh, I really love it. <laughs> I need that to exist. Uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. And then the, the like, to whoever thing, it'll be to my wife and four <laughs> daughters. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Brian, thank you so much for joining me on Non-Technical. It is always so fun to talk it's to so you. so great to catch up with you. Um, awesome getting to know you. Thanks for having me on the pod. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Yeah, absolutely. And where can people find more about you online? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Murr. Sadly, not Beamer. I wish I had that. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> and it has two R's. Um, so at M-U-R-R. Okay. Um, that's that's a great handle. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's the place to find me. Okay, great. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at non-technicalpod on Twitter. Beamer, one more time. What a treat. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks very much. Bye.